Hello, folks. Welcome to the Solar Fit Renewable Energy Show. Bill Gallagher again with you this morning, and we are on the road over to one of my favorite cities, Deland, Florida. I guess I could call this a city. I don't know. If, is this called a city? I'm here with uh, two of my great friends, Mr. Elmer Hall. Elmer, welcome to the show. Hey, it's good to be here, Bill. And Mr. Dale Ball. Welcome to the show, Dale. Thanks, Bill. It's good to be here with both of y'all. Well, this is the Ball and Hall Show. We haven't done this in quite a while, but this is this is so cool. So we're over at the factory here. Um, uh, what's the address here, Dale? This is 510 North Arizona Avenue, Deland. Okay. If you guys haven't been here, we're going to tell you how to get here, but uh, we're going to want we're going to send you to the website to see what Dale does. But before I get real deep in this, I want to give a shout out to our friends at Daytona Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram for their loyal support, and uh, hats off to our driver Daniel Dyby, full time in the Craftsman Truck Series this year, coming up in about three weeks. I cannot wait. We had, we had quite an event this weekend out at the Taste of Daytona, the 24 hour race. That was a lot of fun. I gained about six pounds because I tried about everything out there, but it's, it's it, w- it was a lot of fun. So anyway, uh, well, I also will thank the, all the loyal supporters for the Race to Stop Suicide. You'll see it on Daniel's cars. He travels across America this year bringing uh, that topic to the front of everyone's mind. Anyway, so we're back over here at Dale Ball's factory. And, hey, Dale, do you mind if I just do a little segue first and talk to Elmer about his new book? You know, he's, he's chafing at the bit over here. Sure, I'd like to hear that. <laughs> okay, so Elmer Hall is probably one of the brightest guys I know. He's also an expert skier. He sent me some pictures of him downhilling out in Aspirin. Uh, I guess his business is good. Elmer, <laughs> tell us what you're doing out there. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. Well, uh, my latest adventure uh, is uh, in the Perpetual Innovation Series. The previous efforts have been for-profits, especially entrepreneurs and inventors. So that was related to I have a, a patent primer, for those people that are interested in intellectual property, and everybody should be, and uh, then uh, did the bigger book on uh, patent commercialization. But I thought it wouldn't take long to modify the book uh, to do planning for nonprofits. I've been spending time with nonprofits, and as you know, Bill obviously is doing Race to Stop Suicide. He's been active with that. But um, I'm trying to help them, and I figured the best thing I could do is just give them a book so I don't repeat myself so I don't repeat myself. And they, uh, so I went through a few things, which really is an assessment for nonprofits, for them to kind of do a quick, uh, how, how are they doing and where could they spend time? Many small nonprofits are not very well organized. So um, the, first, uh, the first couple sections in the self-assessment are just literally a checklist, uh, things they should do, and they can run through the checklist and see if, they're, if they've done them correctly. Uh, of course, if a charity doesn't do what they need to do, then they can lose their um, tax-exempt status. So anyway, so I've been uh, working on the book. It includes several things for, for everybody. Uh, the philanthropic uh, ecosystem is kind of a circular system. There's the donors. And, of course, there's the charities, and um, the charities need to think about what the donor needs to feel comfortable to help. And sometimes charities don't need money as much as they need other things. They need uh, help with, you know, accounting, their website, the types of things that talent could be uh, offered up. So there's two chapters in the book from the donor's perspective, and then there's a planning sections for uh, the various nonprofits, how they can work through it. So uh, just trying to get the charities more organized. I've been helping some of them in the county and uh, just continue to help them by giving them the tools they need to be better at what they do doesn't do anybody any good if a charity goes out of business so that's basically that in a nutshell 
and um, I'll return back to Bill for his his, his sage questions. You know, I did. I got kicked out of catechism because I had too many questions. So I'm going to I'm going to start with this one. What's the difference between a nonprofit and a not for, not for profit? There's um, some 37 types in the United States types of uh, organizations that are not profit seeking organizations. Um, but the one that you think of most that you would call a charity is a 501c3. And so that's the one that you, uh, you know, the homeless shelter or the food pantry, that's the type of charity that bring in money and then give those services. They fill a need in uh, society. There's holes in society that just are, are not well served by, by government. And um, so the the charities step in to help in those areas. One, for example, is that uh, mental health and and suicide prevention. So when somebody comes up with um, comes up with this need, this hole in our society that should be filled, uh, it's a, it's a very special person that steps up and, and says, "Hey, I think I'm going to try and do something to, to make that to, to fill that void." Uh, so and and it takes it takes a village to solve those types of issues. Very good, Elmer. Hey, just one more thing before we get over to Dale's business here. I'm real excited about getting there quickly. But, uh, you know, this bill that passed uh, just recently has some special, um, let me say, ingredients for uh, nonprofits, right, such as churches and and things like that, where they can get a direct um, rebate from the federal government, 30% rebate via te- uh, via check directly to them. Can you talk about that a little bit? Well, I was hoping you'd tell us about it. Basically, uh, the the new laws that uh, that reestablished the thirty percent tax investment tax credit for businesses uh, and uh, and and in individuals as well. Uh, so, somebody that uh, pays pays taxes, an individual can get a thirty percent investment tax rebate for doing solar and other types of renewable energies. Um, the cool thing about the the uh, the um, Inflation Reduction Act was that it included um, the rebate directly. So if you're a nonprofit or your government, you don't pay taxes, you don't reap any benefits from uh, the various laws that have been uh, motivated to try and install uh, solar and renewable energy. Uh, this new law puts the uh, gives a direct rebate to charities, to governments, and to other non uh, non taxable income uh, non profit non taxable organizations there's some details still working out apparently and I keep looking for it like I looked last week to see if they finally had the tax forms if uh, I, I feel sorry for the people at uh, I real feel, feel sorry for the people at the tax uh, form uh, companies so uh, TurboTax is going to be suffering because sometime in the next few weeks they're going to come up with the way how to do this and it may be after the tax season is over but uh, you should expect to be able to do that for your favorite church, which is a very cool way to get them to take advantage of the renewable energy. Elmer, thank you for that clarification. That resolves me from any liability at all, but it's, it is it's wonderful. Yeah, this is this is great. The combination of some uh, really cool financing from some of our friends at uh, Climate First Bank, some of our good friends, along with a direct rebate. It's going to be a real game changer for the nonprofits. All right, so we're going to go back to Dale Ball. Dale, we met, gosh, probably about a year and a half ago now. We did a little radio interview there then, right? It might have been two years ago. It was before the COVID, right? Yeah, it's been probably three years ago. It's been three years ago, really. Wow. Well, your business has just taken off like a rocket. 
in the last two years. And I know what it is, but I want you to share with the general public. Take it before we do that. You got to go back, talk to us about where you were brought up, and bring us uh, forward here. Well, Gus, that that's a lot to bring about. <laughs> well, but well, I'm I'm from Texas, little town in the country in Texas, and uh, brought up in the probably the best type of life in this country in the '40s and '50s, and. Uh, learned business in the 60s, ended up in Orlando, Florida in 1967 after traveling all over the country for large insurance companies. And uh, then we got started in this business with my son actually in 1982 uh, where I bought a little small retail tennis supply company and Larry ran that company and then we started manufacturing uh, in 1984. Uh, grew constantly and became uh, the largest manufacturer of tennis court equipment in the United States. And that is amazing. Uh, now, you skipped through a few decades there. And it went pretty quick. <laughs> well, it's gone pretty fast. But it, it, it goes faster as you get older, for sure. But, you know, I, I, folks, if you're tuning in for the first time, we talk about renewable energy. We talk about sustainability. We talk about health issues. We talk about entrepreneurs, which is one of my favorite topics. And, man, when it comes to uh, a serial entrepreneur, you, Dale Ball is the guy. I mean, he's uh, brought up by his bootstraps and a self-made man, which is really cool but the the people that he is helping make self-made is what i'm really interested in the number of employees that you have before we get there okay as you as you were growing up what 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 inspired you to think about business i mean were you just that guy well i I never thought about business phil Uh, but in when i grew up i started earning my first money when i was in the first grade and I worked all the way through. I've loved, always loved to work. I've always, we were poor as we can be. First three years of my life, my dad didn't make one red nickel in real money. Just in trading at the produce house is how we made it through the depression. And then things got better and things started building in this country. And I was brought up during a period of time that's probably the greatest growth of any country ever in history during the 40s, 50s, and 60s in the United States. I think more people moved from poverty to being well-being and from middle income to wealthy during that period of time than anywhere. And uh, it's an unusual time. And there was always, I I worked after school, I worked during schools, I've always had money, and we had no money, but I always had jingles in my pocket to go buy bag of popcorn or coke or whatever i wanted to do and uh i've just always wanted to be independent i like to work i like to work with people i like people and that's the secret to our business here we've got so many just really good people that are working with us and uh and and it's fun watching them grow as our business grows too i i couldn't agree with you more i think one of the the, the greatest feeling is to see one of your employees or their families doing very well and you know, buying the vehicle and buying the, the, the house that they've always dreamed of as a function of being part of your, your team. It's pretty special. Well, we have 51 employees now. Uh, some of those have been with us 30 years and, the, and 20 years and 10, 15 years, a lot of them. And uh, we're like a family, a business family. And we work together and... Uh, it's been an enjoyable ride, really. Did you ever stop to think about how many people are really 
benefiting from your business, not your customers per se, but just in the in that in that fifty one people, right? That their family members and all the stuff that they do and taking them from they, they've been here thirty years and stuff like that. See, seeing generational changes. Talk about that a little bit. Well, it it, it is, and 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 times do change. It's uh it's a lot harder to find employees now than it was back in in the eighties and nineties when we were building. Uh, but we have been able to find those people, and, and we've been able to watch the people that we hired and when they were younger and they've grown with us and been with us, and I know their families have prospered. Uh, people that never went to college, I've watched their kids graduate from college, uh, and, and, and that's a good feeling. Uh, and uh, to see people happy and growing, and, and in the community like the land, I think the land is one of the finest people places where people could be. It's a good place to raise kids. It's a good place to grow old in, which I'm in the process of doing. <laughs> <Not> yeah, <laughs> and and it's just wonderful. You've got a great town. We have a great town here, and we're close to water and all types of water and sea and everything else. So. It's a wonderful place to be, and I'm glad we're here. Yeah, we're glad you're here, too. You know, I was telling Dale before we started the interview with Dale and Elmer that, uh, you know, I write this article for the Beacon, and the next uh, edition is going to be the best-kept secret at the land, and it's going to be about ball fabric because, you know, there, there there's a lot of different places, manufacturing plants and that people just don't know anything about. And this one is in the middle of town, but you you got to kind of know where you're going, right? Well, you do, and we are. We're here in, in the uh, kind of the, uh, I think, it's the antique part of the land, the, and uh, it's we're right on the edge of it, and we're at the train tracks of the land that used to come through here and feed a lot of these businesses. And uh, and, and I do. You, the land's grown so much since we came, moved here in ni- 1995. 1995. Yeah. So, does a train still run through? Do you still get product off the train or truck? Or? We have a line that comes off. We could, but we don't. We don't use it, and it's got outdated now. But the train still comes through here. There's uh, one or two different companies down by where the old uh, uh, lumber yard used to be, and uh, they still get product on the train down huh. there. But most of your stuff is by truck, probably. Yeah, it comes in by truck and, and container. Yeah, yeah. You know, I got to tell you something about this building. I, I I parked at the one end of the building, and I had to have lunch twice by the time I come <laughs> up here. This is this building is the longest building in town, isn't it? How long is it? Well, it's not the biggest one in town, but it's uh we we got fifty thousand square feet. Holy moly! And it's 30 feet tall, so if you go by cubic feet, it's a big, big <laughs> It's a building. lot of <laughs> Oh, man. Well, folks, stay with us. We'll be right back. We're going to get dig in deep about what Dale's business is. We'll be right back with you. Hi, folks. Bill Gallagher with SolarFit here. Have you ever thought about utilizing solar power for your home or business? Well, there's never been a better time to plug into the sun and stop renting electricity. How would you like to let your roof start paying you each month? Give us a call at 445-7606. That's 445-7606. Or visit us at SolarFit.com and set yourself free. SolarFit your life and set yourself free with the sun's free energy. Hey 
Hey, folks, welcome back to the Solar Fit Renewable Energy Show. Bill Gallagher back in together with my friend, Mr. Elmer Hall. Elmer. Hey, I'm here. He's here. He's got on this flower shirt, folks. I think he just came in from Hawaii. Did you just fly in from Hawaii? Are you a surfer? I thought you were a skier. Gosh, you do all the same. And we're here with our friend, Mr. Dale Baldale. Welcome back to the show. It's good to be here. Well, okay, before we had the break, and I really want to get into this, we had a little bit of your history and stuff like that, but tell everyone what you do here. We know you've got a big building. In fact, I love uh, the, the, the ball fabric thing you've got around the bottom there. That really was helpful in finding it, right? Talk about your business. Well, we make a lot of different products. Primarily, our main product is windscreen or privacy screen, people would call it. Uh, Generally goes on chain link fence. It goes around uh, baseball fields, tennis courts, all other types of sporting places like that, Uh, around junkyards, around construction sites. we do printing graphics on it, and with branding has become a big thing, so that's been one of the biggest increases in our business. And that's our largest product on all types of things. Uh, we started out uh, selling locally. Uh, now we sell to every state in the United States and sell a good bit in Canada and some of the island countries, and uh, our product is everywhere. In fact, those. I'm from graduated from high school in Lubbock, Texas, and I walked out on our field one day, and we had windscreen with graphics on it saying Lubbock High Marching Band, which wow. was kind of unusual for me. We also do a lot of uh, uh, padding that goes around base, baseball fields, other things where there's obstacles and uh, dugouts and things like that. We make a lot of... Uh, Netting that goes around golf courses, baseball fields, that uh, different so different things in the uh, athletic industry. We make uh, top bleacher tops and tops for go around recreational equipment and uh, so forth. And that's shipped all over primarily to companies that resell it for us, uh, fence companies, contractors, general contractors athletic supply companies and like that all over the United States. Hey, do you ever do anything? Do you ever do camouflage? I'm just thinking about these folks that are deer hunters and the blinds and stuff like that. That would be a, a, a different market. It's not one of the markets that we actually specialize in and, and try to create, but because of people that are involved in business with us, some of those are hunters and things, sure. and we have made camouflages for deer blinds and other things like that. Some of the printing we do is uh, actually uh, print some uh, graphics onto the windscreen, but it actually looks like a hedge and, and other things. That oh, make, look that. It look, make it look different. Yeah. Basically what you can do now mechanically with, with all the different types of uh, windscreen, what we can print and what we can couldn't do years ago well you gave me a tour of your facility some time ago and i and you have this uh, i don't know what you it's not a silk screen but there's some type of machine that does all this stuff and i whoa that is like space age well it what they do is space age we used to we would tear off a piece of it as it was up there and we'd spray it with a can and then tear off the other piece to get different colors and now whatever we can get to come in on the over people's telephones and what I mean, uh, yeah, their telephones, everything else, it whatever comes through on a computer, 
comes out in print. It's just amazing. You know, the years ago we used to paint letters on our race cars and stuff. Now it's all wraps. They wrap the entire car. It looks like it's incredible, you know. Oh, geez. It is. Well, yeah. well, you've got a dynamic business here growing uh, leaps and bounds. Talk a little bit about, gosh, it wasn't uh, two years ago, two and a half years ago when we started having this COVID thing come up and no one knew anything about it. It was really, really tough. Talk about that a little bit. Well, we've grown pretty steady through all the years, but with an average growth that we could control. We had a little hard time in 2008. We didn't grow that year, but every other year we've had a constant growth until 1920, I mean 2020. And 2020 was a hard year for us. Uh, we, uh, business was way down. We had employees that we did not want to start laying off and cutting their hours and uh, primarily by, because of uh, Main Street Bank and uh, being the president over there uh, informed us about PPI and uh, if we had been going with any other type bank where they didn't have a personal interest in us we probably never would have got any help but because of Ben getting that helping us get that and uh, we were able to maintain our regular hours, did not lay any employees off, didn't cut their hours, and they continued to live a normal life, and, and we did as well, and made it through the PPI, and then the last two years have just been unbelievable growth. Man, uh, that is such a... So if you're out there listening today and you're wondering how, how uh, people can survive something like we've been through, there's a testimonial right there. I mean, just we've got some great help from some local business people, the banks and stuff like that, and that's what it takes. We all have to work together when there's uh, something like that happening, right? Uh, well, I'm convinced because of Ben Flowers at Main Street Bank and the other employees at that bank that uh, we would not have survived or quite possibly would not have survived. I've talked to a lot of other people that – didn't know how to get the PPI money. Uh, there was nobody there that interested in them where they were banking. And uh, they ended up losing their business. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, that's... And fortunately, we just didn't do as well, but we made it through, and then we were in a position where we could really take advantage of the growth since then. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know if you've noticed it as we have, because probably most of your new employees come from referrals from existing employees, right? That's how you find really the best people. But we're seeing more and more people wanting to be, to come back to work, and that was an issue for a long time. Like for a couple of years, you just people did not want to come back to work. Now it's kind of, okay, let's go do this, right? We had a really hard time and two years ago and three years ago and a year ago even getting employees here as we started growing especially. But the last year, we've been able to bring uh, quite a few good people in. We've grown from, in the two-year period, from 35 employees to 51 employees. That's amazing. And, uh, and good people. Yeah. And, and we're continuing to do that. And uh, if anybody's interested, we're still looking for good people in the office and the factory. Well, there you go. So if you're if you're in the Deland area, or actually, you know, it, where we if you're in 30 miles of Deland and you can drive, it, you got to come by here and see this this facility. And everybody is like family in here. I think everybody knows each other and probably has dinner together. Well, they do, and and we have uh, every quarter we have a company dinner at lunch, and. Uh, 
the good during the year we pay for three of them and the third one we don't have anything to do with and uh they provide the meal for that dinner all the employees and it's the best meal i get all year long is it our ethnics and our variety of people from different countries and everything we just we have wonderful food isn't that cool yeah, isn't that cool that you have all the people from all over the world working here in different? It's it's just is a school, Elmer. What what do you think about all this? Oh, I, I love the business. Uh, it's it's cool that they've been able to to grow so quickly. The thing that um, is kind of amazing is you have, I think, throughout the United States, you have these nooks and crannies where you have these small companies that have done really really well. Uh, you know, coming out of the COVID, especially if they were able to keep it intact. Um, and so I, I think uh, from from what I've been able to see, lots of small businesses are doing really surprisingly well. Uh, and uh, hidden in the hidden in the U.S. economy is some some gems of uh, of, of business. And of course, the, the gem here. Yeah, it's funny about uh, it's funny about uh, ball fabric because you mention it and people don't know that there's this nice big factory here in the middle of town and. Uh, providing uh, quite a bit of economic uh, growth for the for the town. Well, to think that the little town of uh, the land we got the, the largest supplier of that material is like that's pretty special. Who could say that? Not many people. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. But the land's a good place for any type of business to be, and uh, and I think we'll have more of it. Yeah. You know, uh, coming here to the land, more people, more companies. The land growth. is special. It really is. When you think about it, you, you, you come from even over on the coast or wherever you come into the land, there's always this, this feeling of, ah, okay, all right. Can, you know, beautiful, beautiful trees, Stetson University, I mean, all, all this stuff. It's just a beautiful town. Well, everybody loves it. We, we have people that come to our factory, people that we supply. And, in fact, tomorrow morning uh, we've got a owner of a company in uh, uh, Virginia, and the owner of a company in California that are coming uh, here to visit uh, the factory and the tour ed and to see all the different things that we do to supply their company. And it's always great. We'll show them the town of the land, and everybody that comes here wants to come back. Well, don't forget Persimmon Hollow. I always go by there to make sure their, their, their beverages are safe for consumption, right? <laughs> Quality control. <laughs> wow, I can't believe how quick this thing is going. We only got a couple minutes left, but we're, we're very uh, – very proud to have uh, Dale as a customer and a friend. He's an incredible leader, to leader to guy. And uh, thank you for your business. Talk about talk about your business a little bit with solar. Well, I, I'm a believer in things natural, and and I don't think that any country, any people can exist without clean air to breathe and clean water to drink. And we put uh, Bell Solar System in three or four years ago, whenever it was. Not only has it saved us money, which it has a lot of, of uh, saved us a lot of money, but it, we're doing something that's good for the for the country and for the universe. And I think we all need to work at that if we're going to have people, not my age, continue in here, but a lot of people are descendants and live in this country. We've got to help protect it for them. And uh, I'm happy to do that with Bill's help here with the solar. Well, thank you, Dale. It's it's a pleasure working with your team. It's been just fun. All the guys, gals, you got here. It's it's, it's pretty cool stuff. So, what's the next? What's the next venture, man? You got you're a you're a tennis player. You do all this different stuff. Tell us about your physical activities. 
Well, I, of course, I, I played basketball in college. I've always loved sports. Uh, I played tennis. I taught Elmer here how to play uh-huh. too, and and I still I still like the game. Uh, I liked everything. I live on uh, a lake that empties into the St. John's water system. I have a nice boat. I love being out in nature. Uh, I work in the butterfly garden that I have there when I'm not working here. Uh, there's just a lot of things I enjoy life and I enjoy doing, and uh, I'm hoping I'm able to continue doing this past on past the 86 years I've already spent. Well, I don't see you slowing down <clears throat> at all, Neil. I don't, you know, you, you, you work the number of hours you want to work, and people are really glad that you're here and that what you're what you're doing for the community is it's incredible. Well, and I'm doing it for my family too. My two sons, Larry and John, live here, and uh, they work with me in the company, and they're a big part of the success along with other employees. And uh, we're all having a good time doing it. And as we grow, we had to buy another place in the land for more storage. Wow. So uh, we'll continue to grow, and uh, hopefully we'll be good for DeLand as well as DeLand's good for us. Well, we're going to hear more about it even beyond this show. If, if you uh, missed part of this, please tune into our podcast. Uh, go to our Facebook post. You'll see a picture of, of Dale and Elmer in there. And by all means, uh, you have to call first. They, you, you can't just show up for a tour. But I bet you if you called, you say, hey, listen to the Renewable Energy Show. How about a tour? Dale might even do it himself. I'm telling you. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> Matt may have worked that out. <laughs> okay. I enjoy showing it off. <laughs> no, for sure. Okay, folks, we're going to sign off. Hey, Elmer, thank you, sir, for coming on. Yeah, thanks, Bill. It's been fun. Dale, thank you, sir. Thank you. I enjoyed it, Keep Bill. up the great work. Okay, folks, going to sign off for now. Have a good weekend. We'll see you next week. SolarFit Renewable Energy Radio Show paid for by SolarFit.